Get on your feet. Get on and make it happen. That better have been their wedding song. Welcome to the My Sister Told Me podcast, where your hosts, Emily and Naomi. Hello and happy Tuesday. Best day of the week. Best day of the week. We missed you guys. Yeah, we did. Naomi, tell me about your week. Well, it was a good week. Nothing too crazy. Not the two fancy. I just need to find my notes on that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it was a good week. Uh, For us, it was Thanksgiving. And this year I hosted. You're so grown up. I know, no big deal. (laughs) In my apartment. And it was only like four people, sisters and father. And this was your first time hosting with your brand new couch. I know. That was the biggest thing. The only issue is that um, we have the new couch. And the new couch is huge. She's huge. She's a mama. (laughs) And she takes up the majority of the apartment. And so we already don't have a lot of space for seating. Right. Your apartment isn't designed for many people, which is why it's not rented to many people. Exactly. So true. But it's, um, wait, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, we don't want people to eat on the couch. So then it was like, you can't sit there to eat, but there's nowhere else to sit. No, we did find spots. Like, we brought in the chairs from outside, and then we had the Papsons, mm. and then we had the floor, which is where I sat, and then we had the island, but the island had the food. Right. Yeah, Nomi doesn't have a dining table, No, by the way. No, it doesn't fit. She does have an island, but... That would have been full and used. Yes, with food. And there's a sink in the middle of it, so it's not really an option. But, yeah. It was good, though. It was fun. It's nice when you have... Like, it's so fun to host, and it's nice when you have just a couple people. Mm -hmm. And especially when they all leave together, basically. (laughs) Especially when they leave. That's my favorite part. When they're gone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, but it was good. And it is weird, like, when you go out to someone else's house, you can leave whenever. But when it's your own house you can't but that wasn't really a problem at all because we were having fun good good yeah and i don't have a lot of updates but i saw the most horrific thing on tiktok and it was an ad okay so it was saying to all the canadians for thanksgiving this is what you can do for friendsgiving and it was craft dinner mac and cheese and stovetop stuffing mixed together in a pan put in the oven cooked craft dinner and stovetop the two worst boxed foods on the planet mixed together and i actually almost puked when i saw it there's no way this was an ad it was an ad like for stovetop and craft dinner yes interesting but it wasn't even a person it was like Come with me to make it a little. It was like hands doing it. It was like a, a commercial you would see on TV. And which brand was promoting this? I don't remember. One of them or both of them? Oh, you oh. know, it's probably the same, like Christie's or whatever, the same big brand. 
Oh. You know? That's Wait, what I, I would guess. I thought Kraft was the brand. Oh, then yeah, it's probably Kraft. I think you're right. Kraft dinner. <laughs> but I'm. we are both, unfortunately, sorry guys, we're both Kraft dinner haters. You Always can like have it, that's been. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Literally forever. And stovetop, I personally hate stuffing. I want to love it. I want to love it so <laughs> bad, especially I know the texture of it so, is so good, but the taste of stuffing or dressing, whatever you call it, is exactly the taste of my mouth after I puke. So no, I do not want to eat that. Thank you. <laughs> and those things mixed together? Cooked in the oven? Uh-uh. Wait. Get out. You're, co- you're cooking the craft dinner in the oven? Well, they did. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone doing that before. Well, now it's always like stovetop or microwave. Yeah, because now that I'm thinking of it, maybe it wasn't the oven oven because stovetop is called stovetop. So you probably don't put that in the oven either. Okay, well they put it in something that would go in the oven, like in a like what what did they even call it? A casserole dish? They like I think what they did was they put a layer of craft dinner. Oh yeah, you're probably right. That was just a serve. Okay, a layer of craft dinner. A layer of stovetop, a layer of craft dinner, a layer of stovetop, and they kind of like mixed it, but not like full mixed it because it was all in the casserole dish. Uh. So maybe they didn't even put it in the oven, but I don't know. I couldn't watch the whole thing without literally gagging. Whoa. But yeah. If you no, try that, no. What a don't. jump scare. I could not believe it. And at first I thought it was a spoof, and then I saw that it was an ad. <laughs> But I mean, hey, if stovetop, what is it, dressing or stuffing? Stovetop stuffing? Yeah, I think so. If stovetop and craft dinner are your two favorite things, I mean, this is a good day for you. I guess so. By you all can means. mix them. It is socially acceptable now. Is it? No, I don't think it is. I guess. No, it's not. <laughs> not to Naomi. Not to me. Very much not to me. What about you? How's your week? Uh, my week was good. Um, I would say a little bit eventful. Okay. Uh, Nick and I went to the driving range. Oh, nice. Yep, because his firm's golf day was coming up, so we were like, might as well go Practice. out. Exactly. And we live pretty close to one, so I was like, well, why not? So we went, and it was one of the nights that was still pretty warm and it was a gorgeous sunset and just beautiful oh Oh, but it was warm enough it was warm enough that the mosquitoes were fully out and because they just seem to love my blood always have (laughs) i was getting attacked oh no yeah but i am getting better at swinging a golf club because i have not been good at that before and I miss the ball a lot in my swing and then get, like, embarrassed and flustered and then just continue to miss. Fair enough. And happens. Nick was, like, he was using one of his drivers. And when he swung and hit the ball, the, is it the head of it? Like, the mm. piece that actually hits the golf ball flew off with the golf ball into... What? Yeah, into the field. Oh my goodness. So we lost we lost a soldier that day. Was it like a an expensive one or a good one or just a, an extra one he had? To be honest, I have no idea. Fair enough. I think it was a number seven. 
but I think that could mean a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, that means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was a little shocking. Yeah, but other than bit. that, it was gorgeous out and the weather was nice. Good. And then we also have been doing a little bit of work to our basement. Not the work Ooh. that we actually need to be doing right now because it do- we do need to insulate it. Um, but we've had... Yeah, and that's going to happen, but we've since we moved into the house, we were like, okay, we want to create a really cozy space in the main room downstairs, and I had been like, oh, let's have a projector down there, and just kind of, like, so it doesn't always have to be a space with a TV, but it can be set up so that when we do something like that, it can just be really cozy. Yeah. And then this past year, we hosted um a super bowl party and nick was like okay we absolutely need to have the projector set up for next year's super bowl party and i was like okay cool i would like it to happen before that but like you have something you're working toward and i know i want it to happen so we'll make it happen yes anyway we got a rug for that space finally we've had a modular sofa down there for a while but it was basically like Stuff would filter in and out of the room, but we had the sofa and a TV downstairs, and that was kind of the space. Yes. We now have a rug to go under the sofa, which is very exciting. That is. And we just um, were given a projector, which is very exciting. Um, And this weekend, we're going to Lunenburg, and while we're there, we're going to pick up the screen that we want. So we will officially have that set up all done and it's very exciting currently we have a sheet folded in half and stapled to our walls (laughs) but it does the job it's cute fair enough okay i just watched a video of people who did that like put up a sheet but they did it really badly and they were watching twilight and then every time the camera angle would switch or whatever the faces would get so distorted oh no it was funny I will not lie, our sheet is a little bit wrinkled. Nick actually, last night, was trying to steam it. But we're just like, it's literally going to be up for a week, not even, because we're picking up the screen on Friday. So what are you going to do with that TV? Sell it, get rid of it. (laughs) Fair enough. And then we will just have the projector and then whatever we watch on our laptops or whatever. That's awesome. So you just attach the laptop to the projector then? Well, we have we have an Amazon Fire Stick. Oh. So we just attach that to the projector and it's oh, basically dang. like a TV. That's yeah. awesome. And then you just it has a remote, which is nice too. Good. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So when you come visit, we can have really cozy movie nights and Woo-hoo! I will be brave and watch movies with people. <laughs> but it's almost the time of year where I actually do watch a couple movies, so I'm excited about that. Cozy season. Yep. Christmas. That's when I watch movies. My favorite is Eloise at Christmas time. Oh, yes. Do you watch that every year? Yeah. I was going to say, I feel that's like, like I've watched it my... quite a few years. Yeah, you. that's kind of the only Christmas movie I try to watch somewhat religiously, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm a Hallmark girl, so I love any of those stupid cheesy make no sense ones you know who else is a hallmark girl nick well i was gonna say (laughs) Maisie 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, she wants yeah. us to shout her out a little bit more in the pod, and that's what we're gonna do. Really, I feel like we talk about her every week. Not enough. Sorry, but yeah, actually, I loved when she was here for Christmas break last year because, like, we would like see each other every so often and be like, oh, I just watched this movie. She's like, no way, I just watched that one too. And we there was like ten movies where we didn't even talk about them with each other until after we had watched them. Like, wait, mm-hmm. I saw that one. This was so weird about that. <laughs> so it is nice to have someone to talk to it about. But we could also just watch them together. So but... do you watch them on a certain plat, like streaming platform? Oh, or and... like on a TV channel? Oh, I wish I had TV channel. Hallmark, Hallmark channel, that would be awesome to have. But I usually just watch them on Amazon because Amazon has the best, like, cheesiest, really? like, ridiculous ones. And Netflix has some too, but those ones are more yeah. serious. I was going like, to say, I feel like a lot of people go to Netflix for them right now. There's but. more of, like, if you want more pure content, I would say that would be Netflix. Pure flicks. Pure flicks, exactly. <laughs> Crisscross Chris, Christian flicks. Um, Is that another one? No. But if you want, like, real lame, real ridiculous, then go to Prime. Because there is, like, actually probably a hundred there. Not all of them are free. I would only watch the free ones. But if you just look up Hallmark, Mm. I promise you there will be at least a hundred. Crazy. Yeah. Well, if anyone's wanting to get a little festive. (laughs) True. It's there. Um, Another. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, another thing I did this weekend is Nick and I finally insulated our chicken coop. Oh, good. So now our little fluffs are learning how to use the ramp <laughs> and not thriving at it. But we'll feel good about them being outside all the time in the cold. True. It's good for them, I'm sure. Yeah, it's good. It's something that we've been wanting to happen for a while, but just had... There had been many bumps along the road. Right. When we first moved here, we could not get the coop into our backyard. It was a big ordeal. we have lots of trees, and the coop was very nicely built, very sturdily built. It's still very sturdy and nice, of course, but it wasn't designed for this house. So it took it took a minute to get it back there and get it all set up, but things are going good. Chickens are very happy. Laying their eggs in there. And it's very cute. Wow. I'm glad mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Um, another little update I have is, do you remember a couple weeks ago when I was like, uh, do you remember when I was supposed to get that film camera and the lady got it ruined yes. by the weather? Yes. Well, I went thrifting and I found another one. Woohoo! So I have I have a roll of film that I haven't put in it yet. We're saving it for our little trip to Lunenburg. Um, but I'm feeling very optimistic and hoping that all the pictures will turn out and stuff yeah it was it was a very fun find I will not lie and was it around the same price or cheaper than what you were gonna pay it was five dollars five dollars we were gonna most of the ones um on the market right now are like a good deal would be like thirty five dollars okay so it it was nice. It was nice to just find a nice one. That really is exciting. Yeah. What a steal. And I got Speaking of steals. Oh. I got a new reformer. What? Mhm. It's like studio quality fancy. What? Uh-huh. 
I got it from a Dal Prof. No. Uh-huh. What? That's crazy. If you didn't know, she already has two. Well, so I'm getting rid of one. them. I'm Both getting of them? rid of them. Yeah. Are you wanting them? I'm just thinking, would I ever use that? The problem okay. is it would not fit under my couch. So it would, would not. It would be a spare room thing? Or you'd store it in your laundry room and then wheel it out? Uh, yeah, okay, don't sell them quite yet. Well, maybe from one of them. Okay. But... Do you have a preference on which one? I don't know because I know that the the wooden one, has one a roof... does not have the trampoline, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the thing. The wooden one is much prettier and very nice, and but the other one has the rebounder. Rebounder, right, that's what it's called. I'll think about mm-hmm. it. But tell anyway, me about the new one. Yeah, so I upgraded from a little Aero Pilates home one which i loved and served me really well and i ha- i got one for christmas last year and it was the best thing ever and then maybe in like may um i was on facebook and then i got the gray one for like 25 dollars cheaper and they lived so close to my house so we were like okay might as well and then i was like Perfect. Now when my sisters come visit, we can do Pilates together. Now Nick can do Pilates with me, and it can be, like, a fun, like, I guess, group activity. Obviously, having two reformers, they weren't used all the time. But I have one set up all the time. And then um, for a really shockingly low price, this one showed up. And it's older. It's probably as old as the models that I currently have, honestly. Um, but it's a bigger brand. It's Balanced Body, and it's one that they actually use in Pilates studios. And it has, like, the box. It has the rebounder, but instead of having, like, a trampoline kind of mesh one, it has one of the nice, like, wooden boards with the cushion on the front. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's actually really fancy, and I am so shocked that I was able to get it and that it wasn't more competitive, I guess. Yeah, really, though. Yeah. The cushion on it, on the carriage, it is, in fact, like a red, kind of burgundy. It's not my most favorite color, but I'm happy. It's great. Yep, yep, fair enough. Yeah. And Nomi, if you do end up wanting one, I am coming to visit you soon. So just keep me posted. That is so true. Yeah. But that was my most exciting update. That is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And unexpected. I know. I was not prepared at all. And then I was like, why is this one literally the same price as the other ones? Like, this doesn't make sense to me. That's crazy. And instead of having, um, like, the little cords, like, the elastic cords, it has springs. Oh. hmm Whoa. That's very cool. And does it still fold up or anything? It doesn't fold up. It stands well. But I just have it laying down anyway. Okay. And this one kind of has legs where my other ones were just flat on the floor. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so with my girl math, I'm just going to sell the other one, and it'll be free. That is so true. Yeah. Love a good upgrade. It's like what I've been doing with my espresso machines. Yes, exactly. And if you really want to girl math it, think of all the times you will use it and what you'd be spending to go to a Pilates class instead. 
plus all the money you would spend to get to those Pilates classes where Buying you're just staying at home and saving than... it. One Pilates yeah. class? <laughs> Two? I was going to say one month of Pilates class, like what, a one month membership costs more than what I bought for the, for the reformer. Wow. And like you were saying, you've had the other one for almost a year and you use it often. I do. Yeah. Whereas having two, I do not use both of them often enough. Right. Because I've had Maisie over to do it a few times. You've done it with me a few times. Yeah. Nick's done it with me a few times. It's not worth having two. No. And Maisie also uses it mostly for naps. Yes. Oh. Watching watching Hallmark movies. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, I'm glad you had some interesting stuff happen. Me too. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's weird though because I was like, oh, I feel like I need to keep things a secret. Like I can't tell Nomi anything. Until oh, I know you podcast. have to say that. I saw that um, when Nick posted his Be Real, you were like, oh, is that a new rug? Yes, I did notice <laughs> right away. Well, even I noticed that it was a different layout. Like instead of facing Maisie's room, you were facing the window. I said, hold up. Yeah, that was just a really temporary thing. Okay. We are, in fact, facing that room again. Okay. Well, should we get into our stories? I think we should. Cool, cool. I will start us off. Yes. Yes. Okay, so. This says. I did not. Oh, no, sorry. It says, I refuse to let my bridesmaid wear her estranged aunt's favorite color to my wedding. Okay. Okay. Not too crazy. I, 36 female, was married to my amazing husband, 27 male, on Tuesday. I think I should say got Tuesday. married. Yeah. Today? How did that appear? Okay. So obviously, they're my sister told me fans. So true. Dedicated to us personally. The wedding went smoothly apart from one guest's tutu preference, who we'll call Amelia Bedelia. Amelia Bedelia. Bedelia. (laughs) You know it. Amelia Bedelia's estranged aunt sadly passed away in June this year. Her estranged aunt was the casserole of her life. And ever since she passed, Amelia Bedelia has been understandably repulsive and fake. I have helped Amelia through her entire grieving time. We have been planning this wedding since October and decided we wanted a murder mystery themed wedding. Cute. (laughs) I made it extremely clear to all my bridesmaids that they were to wear blue, a cerulean or kale green dress. Everyone agreed and seemed to resent my choices. Oh. Amelia Bedelia's estranged aunt always loved the color dark vibrant fuchsia ever Mm. since then amelia bedelia would buy everything in fuchsia if there was a fuchsia choice amelia bedelia bought that amelia bedelia and i went out for breakfast a few weeks after the passing to catch up and to show her support at the breakfast amelia bedelia asked me if she could please wear a fuchsia tutu to my wedding i'm not crazy about themes usually but since this wedding was theme to support my family tradition and considering my maid of honor was already going to be wearing a dainty kale green tutu with fuchsia and gold accents me and my husband who i decided to call and discuss the idea with simply told her that we understand what she's going through but we really want the bridesmaids to be on theme to this she looked hurt and left breakfast earlier than expected 
I hardly heard from Amelia Bedelia until around seven weeks after our lunch. Despite my attempts at paging her on the Walmart intercom, pigeon carrier, and even flashlight Morse coding her through (laughs) her bedroom window, but she continued to shut me off. That was until she texted me, what do you think of these tutus? And displayed many different fuchsia tutus in photos. I kindly reminded Amelia Bedelia that she wouldn't be wearing a fuchsia tutu to my wedding. Amelia Bedelia was disgruntled. I tried to tell her that I understand her feelings, but my wedding is my own special day. To this, she blocked me. Amelia Bedelia unblocked me three days later, apologizing for the way she acted. Well, when the wedding rolled around, Amelia Bedelia showed up in a fuchsia tutu. (laughs) I asked her why she had gone against my wishes and that she either had to change or leave. To this, she told me to stop creating a scene and that I was being obnoxious and brittle. (gasps) Amelia Bedelia broke out... Oh, sorry. Amelia Bedelia broke out in a wailing match and called me and my family bossy, rude volleyballs. She She was escorted out of the door screaming. Once the wedding had ended, I received messages from Amelia Bedelia's family, friends, and even Amelia. They were all saying how Amelia Bedelia was going through a lot and that I was being a trash can. So, am I wrong for not just letting Amelia Bedelia wear the pointy fuchsia tutu? What in the world? Yeah. It's something that seems so small, but it escalated into something so huge. So... Was Amelia Bedelia meant to be in the wedding party? Yes, she was supposed to be a bridesmaid. So she was a bridesmaid. Yes. What the heck? Imagine, like, it doesn't matter why. Okay, because it's sad. It's really sad that her estranged aunt died. And that would obviously affect her a lot and she's grieving. That has nothing to do with your friend's wedding. Nothing to do with your friend's wedding. But also, isn't an estranged aunt like someone that you don't have a relationship with? Exactly. That is literally what that means. So what's the problem here? I see. But, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. She's literally making it all about herself when, like, this wedding isn't about her. This so is when true. you're supposed to support your friend, even though your friend is going out of their way to support you. Which, like, yes, is being a good friend to you. And obviously, grief is a very weighty subject that affects people very differently and there's not really a timeline for it or like a set structure so and that shouldn't be expected either but at the same time this is when you are meant to be a good friend true even though you're grieving and even though you are wanting to feel connected to your estranged aunt like this is your friend's wedding And this is when you respect their wishes and when you wear things that maybe you don't want to wear and do your hair in ways that maybe you don't want to do because these are their moments and their memories and their pictures that they're going to hold on to forever. And this is their vision and it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, because I I don't think that there's an excuse to be a bad person. Like ruining someone's wedding and like repeatedly disrespecting someone over something like a dress Mm -hmm. just like if you're grieving if you're hurting if you have like these problems that's not their problem like that's not an excuse to hurt someone that's your own problem deal with it on the side that's not 
Like if she's being mm-hmm. a friend to you and you can't be a friend to her, that's okay. But you don't want to be her enemy. No. Like, no, and it's okay. Sorry. No, go ahead. It's okay to say, hey, wearing fuchsia is really important to me and I might have, like, I am happy to step down from your wedding and not be a bridesmaid in order to wear fuchsia to your wedding. <laughs> right. Also, also, she could just wear fuchsia underwear. Like, no one's gonna, it doesn't matter. Wear Shoes, fuchsia socks or something. Shoes. Nails. Maybe not lipstick. Contacts. That's a little too much. Yeah, true. Bracelet. Earrings. Yep. Necklace. There's so many options here. And I just know your estranged aunt doesn't care what you're wearing to your friend's wedding. And also, you can wear fuchsia every other day of the year. Every other minute of that day, you could wear it, except for the wedding part. Literally. Wear it and then take it off for photos, like, in the before wedding getting ready stuff, you know? Or, like, afterward when they're actually taking, like, group wedding party photos. So true. Be like, let me just grab my fuchsia shawl (laughs) and then throw it off when it's time to actually take pictures and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I do not understand how this person is able to justify their actions and the way that they are treating their friend. It's delirious. I agree. How do you think you're not in the wrong? Okay. How are you okay with this? The only thing that I have that she has going for her is that I do believe fuchsia would be a decent color for a murder mystery rather than kale green. Like, I can see the correlation there. Mm -hmm. But that's not really where she's coming from, so I don't even know if we can give her that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why she's willing to hijack her friend's wedding and honestly, like, attempt to ruin the day to get her way. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't think your actions are very honoring to your aunt. Like... I'm sure she would much rather you show your friend love and kindness and show your uh, love and loyalty to your aunt in a smaller scale way with the color that you're wearing and more so with the way that you're treating other people. So like true. that's a way to honor their legacy and you know? Yeah. Cause now she's going to be an estranged aunt to her friend's kids who she'll probably never meet after this. They probably aren't friends anymore. Definitely not. The worst thing for me is that they went through, like, multiple interactions of, like, please don't wear this color, please don't wear this color, please don't wear this color. And she continues she to could ignore not have it, been ignore more it, ignore explicit. it. Really, though. And then she she apologized three days before the wedding and was like, oh, I'm so sorry for the way I acted. And then she still showed up in the fuchsia tutu. And she acted as if she was shocked that the bride was not happy. Like, you literally said, sorry, I won't wear it. And then you showed up in it. And you're like, wait, why are you mad at me? I didn't do anything. It's for my aunt. Like, it's what? It's like she just blocked out what she didn't want to hear. But also, everything that's happening here is, like, bridezilla horror stories. Except it's literally not the bride. <laughs> Bridesmaidzilla? I don't know. Like, the only thing that we can blame it on would have to be grief. Like you said in different ways but again it kind of feels like a cop-out though exactly or like a an excuse for doing this because at the same time if it was really about grief you could have said hey 
this color and honoring my aunt in this way is so important to me that like if you're making me choose between being in your wedding and honoring her I'm going to choose honoring her so does that mean I'm out of your wedding party like if I value your friendship enough and you are wanting to support me like let's find a way to move forward so that you're comfortable with me stepping down and that doesn't hurt our friendship but like I get to wear this color to your wedding somehow yeah that's maturity yeah yeah I wonder if this is actually a sixth grade wedding and they're actually just 11 year old girls because that's the only other excuse that wouldn't shock me yeah, there's there's no reason for this girl to make literally everything about herself. No. it's When this wedding mm. actually is not about her at all. At all. And people at usually, all. well, people plan to only have one wedding. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're, this is a big day for her. And especially it's her first wedding with her husband who she loves and you're going to ruin it over a dress. A tutu, yeah. sorry. Not even a full dress. Just a tutu. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, thinking about the people who are going to put these pictures on their walls, watch the wedding video every year. Like, it's not going to be her. Oh, yeah. You know? She's not going to have a wedding party photo blown up on her wall. And then people are going to walk into her home and go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so That's true. not you getting married. Oh, my goodness. And the thing is, fuchsia does sure stand out. Yeah, the other colors were... Yeah, you said blues and greens. Cerulean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuchsia would definitely pop. Oh, man. That one was too shocking. The audacity. That one was honestly disappointing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I am disappointed in her. Shame on her. I agree. But at the same time, I feel bad for saying that because at the same time, like, grief is grief. But the whole situation could have been handled so much better. Yes. Like, grief doesn't, like, I don't know. Because it is, like you said, a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not an excuse, I don't think. Especially not exactly. as a Exactly. There's woman. a fine line. Yeah, because the main, the bride is 36. So you would assume that the friend is close to that age. Right. It's not like they're very young 20-year-olds. Exactly. Married. <sighs> okay, let's move on because oh, you're right. That's disappointing. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. We are disappointed. Hopefully this is a growth experience. <laughs> My sister told me a story about the millennial chunky turquoise statement necklace drama. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. This drama has split my family in half and is currently still going on. When I was a kid, my stepmom's second cousin gave me a chunky turquoise necklace with a picture of my great uncle's grad photo who had passed away. Okay. But, due to me having such sticky fingers, it was stashed away safely in my parents' room. Okay. Years later, after my great-aunt's death, my other great-aunt from my father's side requested to lend the necklace and was allowed to on the agreement that she would return it. Forty days later, when my father asked for it back, my great-aunt stated that she had no idea where it was. (gasps) 
Just seven months ago, my older sister-in-law came to visit, and she was wearing the exact necklace that we thought we had lost. I was very young when I had received the necklace, so I wasn't aware of how it looked, but my father had noticed. When my sister-in-law was confronted with this, she lied and said that she had received the necklace from her other great-aunt, but later when my father asked both her and her mother for the truth, they admitted that it was in fact my dad's aunt that had given them the necklace. Uh-uh. They are refusing to hand it back, and my great-aunt is throwing a hissy fit, saying that nobody cares about her, even though she had no right to hand away the only thing left of my great-uncle and other great-aunt. That is so rude. That's stealing. That's theft. One thing I would like to point out that I'm not sure if was super obvious in the story because there was a lot of repetition. Yeah. The great aunt, the first great aunt who gave the necklace is not related at all to the second great aunt who took the necklace. Oh. uh, Great aunt on the stepmom's side. Oh, yes. Gave it to the girl. And then a great aunt from the father's side said, oh, hey, can I borrow that necklace? Why would they say yes? Why would she want it in the first place? Like, it's not a relative of hers. Right. It's not a family heirloom to her. And it has a picture of him. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't even know him. Huh? That is weird. And also... I kind of understand, like, you want to keep it, especially you want to keep it locked away for a ch- from a child that has sticky fingers. But, like, how are you going to lend it to someone? What do you mean? Yeah. But then it ends up with her sister-in-law? Yeah, so should we be blaming it on the brother? For, okay, no, no, no. How did it get to the sister-in-law? We got to do some math here. Yeah, this is not adding up to me. So it was from the stepmom's great aunt given to the stepdaughter. So what I'm assuming is her father's her father had a child who married the sister-in-law. So again, stepmom, still no blood in this dynamic. But then the great aunt on the mm-hmm. dad's side, so the dad on the dad's aunt, side took it took the necklace from the stepmother's side that was given to the daughter and instead gave it to her great niece-in-law i guess uh this seems like a long twisted puzzle especially for what it is that chunky turquoise millennial necklace has no right being so prized and valuable the only thing that I'm that would po- could possibly justify this in my head, if it's a picture of this man, is that somehow like this aunt with no blood relation had a relationship with him or was in love with him at one point, Ooh. or like if they had like a secret affair child at some point, and it was a sister-in-law. Well, that would yeah, because they would not be. No, it wouldn't be. Because it's the stepmom's family. You're right. It's through marriage again. Mm -hmm. Through marriage, through marriage. Yeah. Whoa. That is definitely some family drama. That's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, can you imagine, like, if... 
I don't even know. Like, if you had this family locket, let's say, uh-huh. and then Luke's mom was like, oh, Nomi, I love your locket with, like, this picture of your grandfather in it. Can I borrow it? Uh-uh. Says she loses it, and then all of a sudden you see one of Luke's sisters wearing it? Yeah, that would be so weird. Yeah, and then it's not like, oh, I found this at my mom's house. It They say explicitly that it's they admitted that grand. the dad's aunt had given it to them. Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And then after finding out all the truth and knowing all of it, they're refusing to give back the necklace. Yeah, see, but I don't understand how they said that the family is split in half in, about it because there's clearly someone in the wrong, clearly someone in the right. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. That's weird. Yeah. No, I think it, it, the only way to justify this story is that there's some big, like, scandal behind it. True. I like what you said about the secret relationship, secret love child. Well, we'll see. <laughs> All right. What's your next story? Okay. This is called, Am I a Pomegranate for Telling My Wife She Has to Stay Home to Watch the Kids Until She Replaces the Chauffeur She Fired Because I Work From Home. My wife, Gertrude, 29, has a job that requires her to instruct the office every day. I, 47, work from my home office. We have two children, three and four and a half. We had a chauffeur, Meadow Blossom, whom we hired after we moved to this city for my wife's job. We do not have family in this city. Meadow was with us since we got here 17 months ago. She was gleeful at her job, and she was a petty person in general. (laughs) Gertrude got in her head that Meadow was going to try and grab me away from her, so she fired her. It was, an assur- it was an absurd asseration. I love my wife, but she insisted. She then proceeded to skip any chauffeur that the agency sent, even the male ones, because she thought it was frothy to have a male chauffeur. She wants me to watch the kids since I'm home anyway. I said that there was no way that was happening. I bring home 79% of our income. I have dealt with this temporarily by inviting my Mima to stay with us so she can watch the kids. Gertrude hates this. She likes my Mima, but she doesn't like having her here 100% of the time. However, neither her mom or dad are available to help. I told her that if she wants my Mima to go home, she either has to replace our chauffeur or she has to stay home and watch the kids. She says that I'm a pomegranate for devaluing her work and expecting her to watch the kids because she's the woman. I'm not. I think that she created this situation and it's her responsibility to deal with it. Period. Ooh. Wow. I do think that, like, she created a problem and isn't willing to create a solution. Yep. Exactly. It, It really seems like she's putting no effort into improving anything she's just like well got rid of metal blossom and she's my job she's copping out to make it seem like i'm a woman you can't make me stay Mm -hmm. home because i'm a woman that's so misogynistic of you when really he's like no 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 grow up yeah well and it seems like because her decision was rooted in jealousy yeah i feel like 
she would lose her mind if he tried to pursue and was like finding a replacement. True. You know? Because he, he'd be like, yeah. oh, let's go with this person. And then she'd be like, oh, you're only saying that because you're in love with them or something. Right. You want to be with them. She's watched too many movies, period. <laughs> yeah, because like you're saying, she created this situation, this problem, mm-hmm. and he's saying, like, I make most of the money and I work from home. She's like, oh, you're home anyways, you can just watch them. No, he works at home. He's not just sitting mm-hmm. there. He's doing his work and bringing in most of the income. And so he invited his Mima, which honestly was smart of him. Yeah. To, like, be like, hi, diddly Definitely more of a neutral option. Yes. But also someone that's trusted. It just seems like she's really insecure. Yeah. I don't know if she just... I mean, she's been at her new job for um, over a year now. I think so. 17 months. And isn't willing to give that up, but also doesn't like the idea of someone else being home with her husband. I her wonder... kids. So I feel like she's just feeling really torn as a wife and a mother and as a working professional. I wonder if there's a history there. Like, we're only hearing from the husband's um, point of view. Like, I wonder if there was something that happened before. Like, if he was unfaithful or Mm. if maybe he did have a relationship with Meadow Blossom. He's just not telling us, you know? Or how they met. Da-da-da. Because he is 47. She's only 29. He's old enough to have a life, a bit of a life before her. Maybe Mm -hmm. Gertrude's the second wife who used to be the chauffeur. Maybe. And then he left his wife to be with her. Now she's the wife. And he's nervous. She's nervous. Could be. Ooh. Another scandal. Juicy. I don't know. I mean, it sucks that she's in a position where I I think it does all boil down to insecurity. You're definitely right. In all these different areas. And I'm sure there's a lot of guilt in being a mother and wanting to choose a professional life. True. And like fighting that societal expectation and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of weight behind that. And I'm sure that that's something that she would wrestle with in her work life and in her home life. True. I don't and think it she also job. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm but I was going to say it's also it also must be hard like seeing someone in your home fill those shoes and like knowing that oh my husband's home right now like they could be some type of a makeshift family while I'm gone I'm missing out on all these moments like who knows what they're up to maybe it has something to do with oh I know how our relationship started and it was something similar. And that's why it's so important to communicate. Because if she would have just told him this and, like, told her, told him her reservations or whatever, then we could have avoided this problem of her just firing the chauffeur. Yeah. Especially if it was someone, like, it's hard to find someone that's a good fit for your family. Yeah, because 17 months is a long time for someone Mm -hmm. to be with the kids. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I feel like the easiest solution that would be like, oh, you're not comfortable with another woman in the house, then let's hire a male one. And she was like, no, that's not. It's weird. She said it's, uh, what'd she say? 
frothy frothy yeah like girl grow up you're eliminating every possible solution at this point true yeah and having him full-time with the kids like are you willing to lose 79 percent of your income yeah this is not the problem the problem is not the chauffeur it's her yeah so she'll always find something yeah, I genuinely don't think there's an option out there. And the option is that she reframes her mind and they have healthy conversations and yes, figure out a solution that somehow is good for everyone, especially the kids. Yes, that's the important thing. Well, what's your next one? My next one is called, My 10-year-old does my grocery shopping for me. My husband and I have three kids, ages 7, 10, and 11. I don't want to sound like I'm favoring my middle daughter, but Uh that kid is ridiculously smart. She taught herself how to backflip at 23 months old. She has an insane memory, and her critical thinking skills are crazy. I have a friend who bought a lot and then built four houses on it. She was going to live in one house and sell the other three. My kid told my friend that she would make more money renting them out and that she would get money from it from them forever. This was two years ago when she was eight when that happened. Oh, okay. I despise grocery shopping and my middle daughter loves stilettos. So I've been writing up a list and sending her into the store with the list and my credit card. She always gets exactly what's on the list and even stuff that I forgot to put on. One time, she showed up with a huge box of applesauce, saying she had used the last pack that morning. (laughs) Another time, there were 15 boxes of cherry tomatoes because they were on sale and we ran out at home. Every time she goes shopping for me, I take her to JCPenney and let her pick out a pair of stilettos or (laughs) no-show socks, up to $10. (laughs) My older and younger kids want me to do this with them, too, but they're both a bit sloppy and shaky. I can't count the number of times that I've called and asked if we have a baguette at home for dinner, and they say we don't have it, so I stop at the store, and I buy it, and then I see it sitting in the TV console exactly where I said it would be at home. Uh, Of course. They say that's different, but I honestly can't see anything good coming out of sending those two into the store unsupervised with my credit card. (laughs) My husband says it's unfair to give the 10-year-old privileges that the 11-year-old doesn't get, I think it's fair because the 10-year-old can do it right, but the 11-year-old can't even tell me if we have any spaghetti sauce at home when it's sitting in front of the closet shelf. Ooh. Would you call me a bush for letting my 10-year-old do the shopping? I don't think so. I'm kind of down for it, but I do think that you should be doing other special things with the other two kids. Mm. Because like like she's saying, the 10-year-old is good at it, enjoys it, and it's beneficial for the family. So kind of like, why not? Okay, but at the same time, she's 10. She should not be going to grocery store by herself. I forgot about that. Going into the store by herself with a list and her mom's credit card. How are they allowing that? How are the cashiers allowing that? I'm assuming the mom is straight up just sitting in the car waiting for her kid. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. But the problem is that the other two want that special thing as well. So mm-hmm. if this is the thing you do with your 10-year-old, you got to find something that the 11-year-old is good at and that the, what's the other one, eight? Seven. Seven, what the 7-year-old is good at and do something with them or that they love or that they did a little, little, little. Because yeah. 
this girl's the um 10 year old's also getting something out of it like the stilettos or the no-show socks mm-hmm. and the thing is kind of what's happening it could be considered like a her chore i guess true so if there was something else for the other two children that was maybe more up their alley and it's like okay you do these things and then like when these happen or if this happens so many times like if you do this every day this week then like we can go get this and Whatever. true that's true yeah i don't know it is it is weird to me that this kid is going grocery shopping by herself yeah if i saw a 10 year old in the grocery store by themselves pushing a cart holding a credit card with I like would say, 15 boxes of cherry tomatoes in the cart oh really though like imagine yourself at 10 years old going to a grocery store by yourself no, I couldn't even... You, We used to go to Costco with Dad, and when we were in line, he'd be like, okay, go take this money, go get some ice cream. We'd be like, we're too scared, we can't go by ourselves. We're babies. Literally from the cash to the ice cream, to literally get something for us. Yeah. Yeah, um, let alone going in by yourself, doing everything by yourself. Couldn't be me. But, like, a 10-year-old pushing a shopping cart by themselves in the store, and, like, reading a list in the store. So, and then pushing the cart out of the store to the car by themselves. Like, I'm picturing the Christmas movie that we were just talking about. The girl. Your favorite Christmas movie. What's her name? Eloise, yes. I'm imagining her going through the grocery store, pushing the cart, picking up random things in a montage. That would be the pure chaos. chaos. Right? Because she's, what, probably 10? Mm-hmm. I, I think she says she's four? six. And then she goes, hi, I'm Eloise, and I'm six. I believe you, because you've seen that a lot of times. (laughs) Okay, so how old do you think the Home Alone kid was? Because he's who I was thinking of. Oh, so true. He's probably also almost ten, around that age. I should know this as someone whose profession is with children. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I do not. Yeah. Ten to twelve, it says. See, I feel like it's great to challenge and encourage your children in their skills and things that they get excited about and stuff and like support that but at the same time that shouldn't be happening in a way that makes your other children feel bad or less loved or cared for or like valued in that sense true true i agree period Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess what they're saying is, like, the husband says it's unfair to give the 10-year-old privileges that the 11-year-old doesn't get. So it is kind of seen as a privilege. True. And that's also how the other kids see it. And especially, she's not the oldest. That's the biggest problem that Mm -hmm. dad's talking about. There's someone older who, yeah. Well, I feel like that's how a lot of families justify things. They're like, oh, they're older. Like, they're the oldest. They're older than you. Like, things are just different. Right. And they can't really use that excuse. And they're not going to go, oh, well, we think she's smarter and more responsible. Right. But I think they need to find a way to weight and value different responsibilities so that it can be like, yes, she does this with us, but you do this with us. And that's not like more of a privilege or less of a privilege or less special or less important. Like these are all important things that we trust each of our children with yes agreed and that they both receive that they all receive 
I guess, a privilege from if that's what they're doing with buying their 10-year-old stilettos. <laughs> yeah, that's another problematic problem. Don't be doing that. 10-year-olds should not be in stilettos. Mm-hmm. And I'm solid on that opinion. Anyways. Would you like to get into my next story? I would absolutely love to. Okay, it is called Today I Threw My Ribs Out a Window. <gasps> Wait Last a second. Na- <laughs> that took me a second because I was like, uh, that's not really an option. <laughs> well, you'll see. <laughs> Last night, my wife's boss from her archaeology job invited us over for dinner. On the drive over, my wife reiter- okay, sorry. On the drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me just how important it was to make a sticky impression. I cha-chaed and dashingly informed my uncomfortable wife that I always make an angular impression. My wife's boss is a narrow lady in her 40s, so it was just the three of us. We played checkers over decaf coffee and coleslaw and seemed to really be hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, hauntingly smoky jokes, and my wife Mm -hmm. seemed cynical. Soon, she brought out the main course, a nice, tender, juicy rib for each of us. As I began to cut into my ribs, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked these ribs were. Now, I've had my fair share of grisly ribs... I prefer tendy, but I can handle gristle. This was several minutes on a hot grill short of raw. I probably could have resuscitated the moose had I tried. <gasps> They're moose ribs. Mm? Wait, that and... would be massive. <laughs> yeah. No wonder it was so raw. Someone's a newbie for sure. Instead, I sat there sloshing with my knife and fork, Worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating these ribs. They were sloshing? (laughs) That's how wrong? (laughs) Should I claim fruitarianism? No, I'd already fiend great enthusiasm upon spitting on the ribs. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the study to take care of some globe preparations. As I glided across the arrogant dining room table at the window open on this fifth-story apartment. A cartoon claw clip appeared over my head. (laughs) I knew I had to be decisive, realizing that she could return at any moment. I committed. I grabbed the ribs with my hand and gently shook off the juice and executed a perfect throw right into the center of the open window. Here comes the big butcher. The window wasn't open. It was the cleanest, delicate window you've ever seen in your life. That is, until my raw slab of ribs slammed up against it and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bitter juice in its way. My wife, whose ribs were nice and scrumdiddlyicious and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped, and stared at me like I was a rake from another garden shed. This look then slowly morphed into more of a suspicious expression of heartbreak. My wife's boss heard the thud of the ribs on window impact and eye-rolled menacingly. She took in the scene and the ribs sitting on the windowsill, the grease trail, my empty plate, and then gave me an inquisitive 
cute. Look. I just didn't know what to say. It felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably more like 14 or 94 seconds. Finally, the best thing I could manage was, I'm sorry, I'm such a four-leaf clover. I don't know. I was just cutting it and it slipped. Just ask my wife. I really am a four-leaf clover, right, honey bunny? No help coming from that direction. I will clean this up. I can't believe this. I'm sorry, etc., etc., etc. Both women continued to stare at me like I had escaped from a milk crate. Wait, a milk crate. As I smeared the grease around on the window with my soggy napkin, dusted off the ribs, and continued to kiss my incoherent explanation, I knew no one was buying the story. Mm. I knew what I had to do. I begrudgingly returned to my seat, then proceeded to eat every bite of that disgusting, cold, chewy, greasy, raw rib. I remained pretty quiet for the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since the incident are, it's cool. <laughs> then there's a little update. Just got the first post, it's cool, communication from my wife via text, who is at work. Sticky news boss's name and i just had a sticky laugh over how much of a fishy cinder block you are i hope you know you will never live this down love you ballet slipper <laughs> the end okay so by the end the boss and the wife were both like okay this laughing is about comical. it yes what a wild ride yes his first instinct was to chuck the ribs at the window hoping they would go out right like even if it was open this is not okay and this was across the room like there's no way to do this subtly like no and there's no excuse no and obviously it was gonna make a mess obviously oh my goodness and then her perfectly pristine window he just covered in grease and everything I thought That's you were going to say that it smashed. The window smashed. No, that would be worse. What would you do as a hostess? I would probably cry laughing. Because that's just the most absurd thing ever. I would be absolutely shocked. I don't know what you would do. It's just like an unrealistic situation. But it did happen mm -hmm. to this person. Thankfully not the... my sister. Thankfully <laughs> not. The other thing is that he thought this would go flawlessly like he didn't have a cover story in his head ready or anything because he was like ah this carcass is going to perfectly fly out the window and that is such a i will never have thing. to deal with this oh my goodness he didn't run it by his wife that's his problem number one so true there, <laughs> uh, i just don't understand you're right there was no backup plan there was no then he plan was like all. oh i'm so clumsy i don't understand Stand. Uh, I was just I was trying just to cutting. cut it and somehow it flew into your window across the room. And remember, these are moose ribs. Yeah. These Massive. are not some little pig ribs. No, no. Aye, yeah, yeah. But he he's great at describing. I was disgusted the whole time. Yes. Sloshing with Yeah, the there was a fork. point where I just had to like cover my mouth and breathe for a minute. <laughs> And he ended up eating it. After all yeah, that, that was he also ate nasty it. to me. They were rubbed all over the window, the window, like, the floor, on the floor. Oh, yeah, no. 
At least she's a clean woman, the boss. Yeah. No, he did not handle anything properly at all. Oh, no. We cannot. We cannot support this. No. Moral of the story, never do anything like this ever, but also never <laughs> think about doing anything like this before running it before like before running it by your wife. By your wife, exactly. <laughs> Amen to that. I was so excited to share this story because it's so ridiculous. That was actually insane. <laughs> Oh man, okay. That's I feel like we can't even say much more because it's just so Mm-mm. out of this world. Yeah. Maybe just listen to it again, everybody. Yeah, go back. <laughs> Click the timestamp and redo that one. Oh no. Okay. Final What's, story. What do we have for us today? I think so I already we, said that to you. This one might sound a little bit familiar to you. Oh. Because when we were doing, I think, our first trial run, this is the first story that I found. <gasps> Okay. Is it new words or the same words? New words. (gasps) Okay. It's called, After Last Night, I Look at My Fiancé Differently. Okay, I remember this one. A little backstory before the front story. My fiancé is a bit of a trophy queen. She doesn't give or receive face masks well. She hates dresses. And to call her the opposite of the life of the party would be a beefy description. (sighs) This is all relevant to the story. Last night, I was dragged to my fiancé's next-door neighbor's wedding. I don't know the bride well. I don't know the groom at all. I really wasn't looking forward to the wedding, but hey, it was a night away from the kids, so I was willing to suck it up. When we arrived at the rowdy and secluded-looking hockey rink venue... The party was in full swing, though you'd be forgiven for thinking otherwise. There weren't many loofahs, and the ones that were there didn't seem to know what to do with themselves. The music was playing, but no one was dancing. There didn't seem to be anything to do. No pencils to sharpen, no wavy curtains or silly photo booths, and no crunchy wedding entertainment. (laughs) Just 31,899 people standing around waiting for something to happen. Okay. We would later learn that the bride and groom had overspent on the venue, the hockey rink, and had to cut guests and pencils Uh, from their wedding. It was, in a word, bendy. The bride was visibly envious and shameful. No one seemed to be enjoying the wedding, and her bridesmaids didn't seem to care. In fact, my fiancé was the only one who cared, and she dove into action, She prescribed people for photos and sorted out a few other situations that had spiraled out of control. But perhaps, most impressive of all, she sneezed. She sneezed and she sneezed and she sneezed. (laughs) She sneezed until the last guests had left and she sneezed some more. Something I forgot to mention was that a day or two prior, my fiancé had launched herself down the stairs and cracked her humorous bone. Oops. She sneezed all night long with a broken arm just to make her friend feel better. I had never seen her show so much care and affection for someone before. She even had a little sneeze with me. Oh, I was infatuated. No it was creepy and it didn't last long, but she <laughs> still do it. But she, but she still did it because she knew I'd love it. <laughs> I sneezed with her in solidarity and we closed the party down. 
The bride was laughing at our wooden and finicky wedding sneezing and seemed to cheer up a lot. You could tell she really appreciated the gesture. On the car ride home, my fiancé apologized for dragging me along and said, I hope you had a noisy time. You weren't too afraid, were you? I said, Funnykins, that was one of the best nights of my life. She She assumed I was being sarcastic and laughed. I told her how amazing I thought she was for sacrificing her own well-being to make her friend feel better. And to my surprise, she didn't respond by calling me an eraser. She actually said thank you and called me wealthy. (laughs) Who is this person and what has she done with my fiancé? It's the morning after and I can't help but stare at her in awe. She really impressed me last night and I'll never look at her the same. I'm so lucky and I cannot wait to marry her. Wow. Oh, a wedding was saved from sneezing. I guess allergies come in handy sometimes. Oh my soul. That is actually yeah. crazy because he was like super, oh, I don't want to go. Blah, 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 blah. Then he left saying, this is the best night of my life because you sneezed everywhere and you made everyone so happy from your sneezes. I'm a changed man. Yeah, I feel like this wasn't a party for the germaphobes. No. This was probably pre-2020. Okay. Uh, they spent all their money on a hockey rink to get married mm-hmm. in a hockey rink, and then they had to uninvite all their friends. Then their wedding was boring. But there was still uh, 31,899 people in attendance. They were Which is likely boring? why they had to rent the Entire hockey rink. Hockey rink, I guess. Because that's an arena. Mm-hmm. That's like where that's like where musicians would play. Yeah. Yeah, wow. those things do have a lot of seats. They really do. Okay, but then if you know that many people and they all were coming to your wedding. I'm sure that you could have put the hockey rink on the wedding registry and gotten it paid for. <laughs> or I'm sure that you have at least some money to... I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, awkward if it's just, like, an empty hockey rink where there's not anything to do. Yeah, because at first I was picturing, like, uh, one of those skating rinks that you go to as a kid. Like, just, like, a, at a community center or something. Right. Super bright lights. Or or the hockey rink in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Where they, they walk on the red carpet and there's that song that replays and replays and replays. Yeah. Get on your feet. That one? <laughs> yes. Get on your feet. Yeah. And your wedding's going on for that. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. with the way that they set it up, it seems like... There's a lot of, like, you walk in and there's a lot of music and you see a lot of people and you're like, oh, this is, like, a really great party, you know? Yeah. But then you actually step in and absolutely nothing's happening. There's just music. And then people kind of sitting or standing or not really knowing what to do with themselves. So true. It's a good quality of the wife to have to be able to do that and get everybody up and involved and mm-hmm. really start the party. But She's he also said that that was party. so out of character what was the relation to the wedding next door neighbor her next door neighbor wow she really so the bride them. that's so interesting i'm so proud of yeah. her 
Yeah, I think it ended really sweetly, which was fun. Personally, if I was at a wedding and someone started sneezing everywhere, I would not be getting up and partying. I would be leaving. Uh, yeah, really wouldn't be my scene for sure. No. Uh, but maybe that was kind of the point. She started that, sneezing like, so that they had to stand up. She sneezed on them so they just would stand up. Sneezed them out. Maybe the bride was like, "Wow, this sucks," and I just want it to be over. But like, I have to stay until all my guests leave. Oh, true. I'm also and... envisioning like intense full body sneezes. Yes. Oh, me too, for sure. But also, maybe that's why the husband was so happy because it ended earlier than. Like, it ended early so he could go home. Maybe. But he wanted to sneeze with her. Yeah, to get the more people out. Oh. They sneezed in solidarity and closed the party down. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Ooh, you're good at conspiracy theories today. I think that was you. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well, I'm good at conspiracy theories today. The other thing is that maybe they rented the hockey arena, but it was kind of double booked or people saw that people were going in and they were like, oh, there's a game tonight or something. And they're like, that's how they ended up with so many people. Yeah, that could be it. And they were like, how do we get rid of all these people? That's so true. I think you would notice, though, if you walk into a hockey rink and there's an altar there or like if there's a <laughs> woman in a big dress I feel like you would notice Good. I don't know maybe though. it was That's like just me a wedding on ice get on your feet get on and make it happen that better have been their wedding song <laughs> just like throw sneezes into that a but I truly what I'm envisioning is like Leslie Nope doing like an awkward like walking up to people and just being like awkward and kind of trying to dance and then having these really ridiculous like convulsive sneezes and wet where she's like too. throwing a leg up and like oh with a cast on with all for all of this mind you of course oh right oh my that's so true what did she break again her leg uh, her arm. Her arm. Her humorous bone. Right. Yep. Uh, oh my goodness. Good for her, though. Yeah. <laughs> Strange one. Well, these stories were like a rake from another tool shed. They were wild. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm glad we got to share them. And I'm glad you guys got to listen. And I'm glad that this has been the best Tuesday of your life. Yeah. That only just knows all that stuff. Yep. I wasn't asking. My sister told her. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. My sister told me you should do whatever it takes to be the life of the party, even if it means Leslie Nope sneezing with a full arm cast. (laughs) My sister knows best. Cue the music. (laughs) 